In the world of Hollywood, movies get greenlit and redlit. They get remade and rebooted. But we are the ideal. I'm Sam Gash, and you are listening to Ideal Remake. Thank you for listening to Ideal Remake. We take movies that either have been, will be, or should be remade and talk about what the ideal version of that remake would be. Today, we're talking about the babe. What babe? The babe with the powers. What powers? The powers of voodoo. I don't remember the rest of that phrase. <laughs> but we're talking about this movie uh, with... We're talking about this movie with small characters, someone who's larger than life. It's J.C. Karai. Hey! What's going on? J.C., is Willow a movie that has been, will be, or should be remade? I think it's going to be remade, uh, or at least a sequel to it, right? Is that what's happening? A sequel series? I think they could remake the film. It's been out for a long time. I would like to see, uh, again, like, it's got those, like, uh, really fun, like, practical effects in it. And, like, some of the, like, really fun, like, uh, the camera stuff where they're, like, shooting, like, the very little characters. Uh, I forget, like, the pixie characters, essentially, where they're doing it all uh, green screen. I think some of those things could get updated, you know, like, and also, like, there's moments in it where I wish that, because uh, it's a kid's film, but they, like, they go really hard into the kids, and I think because kids are a little bit more adult than they were when they were, you know, when, when we were kids, we they're were not, really kids. They're not pushing a, a, a hoop with a stick anymore? Not anymore. Ah. Now these kids got the internet, and they've seen all the stuff. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> that's where we keep the bad stuff. They keep the, the bad and the good, and they see it all. <laughs> uh, I just think you could make, like, a, a little bit more contemporary version, or maybe even a little darker. A touch yeah. darker. You know what? I agree with you. Yeah. Because watching this movie, like... I remember thinking, like, hey, there's some campy things. Like, they literally yeah. put, like, fur costumes on dogs and then just had them run. And it's great, and I love it. Exactly. But then, like, they also did some things that you aren't expecting. Like, the main, uh, in, like, one of the main enforcer villains is a young woman. The When they go and love rescue it. the sorceress and turn her back into a human, she's an old woman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. Actually an old woman. Like, and again, I feel like, uh, and I was also happy that that woman's also the voice, too. Oh, yeah? So it's not, they didn't change, because it's like, throughout the film, she's like multiple animals. Right. And she has this very, like, whimsical, I'm a sorceress voice. <laughs> but then when she becomes um, human form again, it's the it's same woman. Same actress. Yeah, so I like that a lot. And then, like, the lead character is literally a married man with kids who has to leave his family to go off on an inve- and, adventure. And boy, oh boy, does he leave that family and kids, and he is not trying to get back that hard. No, well, <laughs> I mean, that's contemporary. <laughs> I will say 100% that he's got, like, uh, a really good connection to the um, the baby character throughout the film, but the setup to that connection is zero. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he literally, when he meets the baby, he tells his children not to touch it. He wants to shove it down the river. Yeah. That's his original intention. I think that's where I would start with the change. I think I'd make him, because he's, like he's like the village idiot almost, or, uh-huh. you know, the village screw-up. And uh, everybody mocks him. I'd go darker on that. I'd make him have the family lost. Oh, like I wouldn't had, have the family. Like he, or or he had the family, and then like they and they're left gone. Him. They, they left him, or they died. Something happened. And like he needs something. He needs. He this. needs something. Yeah, yeah, I want him to be like a almost more of a like a hermit character, as opposed to such a jovial, jolly character. Because I don't think that will. Uh, he doesn't have to have like. I'm only dark, but he just adding that element of darkness to him, I think, would make that Willow character his transformation throughout. Because he doesn't really turn, and he just goes from "I'm a silly buffoon" into a wizard. 
Right, well, he he's like kind of incompetent, and I feel like he gets better as the movie progresses mm-hmm. because he gains more confidence and all of a sudden starts having more fun. Right. And that's absolutely what should be happening. Sure. Because, like, if he starts in that dark place, it's just, like, you do the whole redemption story arc, and it's like, oh, well, my life was shit. Eh, it's not so bad. Right. Lots of people have a dead family. And I'm better now. <laughs> Forever. Like, he just finds his, like, uh, he finds his, uh, his thing. And I know it's, like, a fun moment when he returns to the village, and everyone's, like, for no reason. They're like, oh, Willow! Everyone loves him now! Yeah. They don't even know what he did. They were not expecting him to come back at all. Wait a second. You should be dead. They gave away his house. His wife remarried. And then there's that big asshole who's a dick to him the whole movie. Right. His only comeuppance is a bird shits on him. Yep. Wrong. <laughs> that guy needs to get it. Uh, I don't know. Not too hard. It's a kid's movie. I but mean, you know. He's, he's kind of just a jerk. He doesn't actively cause anyone harm, right? Uh, he's literally at the top of the film. He's trying to take his family farm from him. That is true. I forgot about that. Yes. He is threatening yes. him with like a loan he took from him, and he's going to take his farm. He literally says, "I'm going to take your family farm, and your children are going to starve." Yeah, that's, that's his opening moment. But then he gets real goofy, right? Then he's all like, "Oh, he, that's, oh that's beer. a strong point." Yeah, it's a real, yeah, it's a real hard. That guy open. needs a bigger comeuppance. Like that's the sort of setup where you're like, "Oh, even just it could be like even just like a general like, you know, what, a bird doesn't have to just shit on him. Maybe he just like." I mean, there's a lot of people in this movie who aren't necessarily good people. I mean, Mad Mardigan isn't a great guy, but he slowly keeps coming around. I think that's what he does quickly. He, like, he doesn't turn so fast, but at the same time, like... They also, they also keep running into him on accident. Like, he mm. left. He it, left. It isn't a Han Solo moment of him going back. No, no. He is gone, he and then left. you end up at the same place. He, end, he ends up at the same place. That's also kind of why I want... I, making Willow a little bit darker of a character... That that can make them bond even more and make this yeah. like companion story. They can have the moment where they're just drinking together. Yeah, like a little bit more. Because like they should have that. That should be in the movie. Yeah, they're, or at least they're where both... they're like Don Trap, like that. That because like there's so many moments where they're like there. There's a, there could be more character exposition. The movie does just kind of go boom, 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 right. boom, and it, and it ends. The um the pixie dust thing. Eh. Eh. I'd rather that that connection he finds with the female even... enforcer. More, I'd rather that become like a re- more real moment. I think I kind of cut the pixies, which I think are yeah. Are they pixies? The brownies. The, all all the little characters yeah, in yeah. general. The, because like, they're the, it's tiny a, ones? the brownies, and then there's also the, the, there's fairies as well that are oh, separate. Yeah, 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 the brownies and the fairies. Because there's like a mystical. I didn't recast any of them because yeah. their, their comedy is so way out, over the top, outdated. I, I when I did it, I threw uh, Keegan Michael Key and Nick Frost. Yeah. I mean, over that's the top probably kid right. character goofiness. Like you, you do what you did with like the stuffed animals in Toy Story four. Yes, there are five of those movies, and I've only, I think I've only seen two. I uh, so I own the one that I haven't seen, which is Toy Story that Time Forgot, which was okay. straight to DVD. Wow! And I watched Toy Story four on a plane. Okay, it was fine. Sure. Yeah. Everyone says they're just like it made me cry so much. I'm like, well, the first one. Was it that, like, sappy? No, the third one does. The third one will make you Okay, fun. got it. Absolutely, yes. I don't know, I cry in movies. I'm pretty pretty easy. So, this is my going to be my brag moment for a second. Ooh. So, I just got back from Sundance yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we really only had time to see, like, one movie. But the movie we saw is this movie called Nine Days, mm-hmm. which I was, I was crying in that theater. Really? Yeah. Hard. It is a fantastic movie. Very cool. And, like, I'm going to be... 
go into that well a lot for recastings just in the future. Okay, cool. It's just because the acting in it's fantastic. Oh my god, it's so good. Like the two, like the known actors are uh, Winston Duke. Okay. Uh, who's uh, Umbutu in Black Panther? Yeah, that's who I love, and he's in that new. Um... My, uh, Mark Wahlberg film. Yeah. 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 He's uh, the sidekick in that. Oh, he's, Deserves he's it. so good. He's fantastic in Us. I love him in that. Right. And then like, there was so there was this talk back with them afterwards and he was there and he was answering questions and they're like, this dude is just straight up brilliant. Well, what's so, what's so crazy is when I saw him in uh, in Us, he does such a good job of a, because like the character is just Jordan Peele. Okay. And like, he like, I mean, like that's who he wrote. He yeah. wrote it for himself almost. Of course. And, uh, he literally almost disappears into it. Like, I'm looking at him, and he's a real big jack dude, but he looks like Jordan Peele so much. He, like, plays that, like, I'm just, like, a goofy yeah. guy. And it's like, oh, you're like, holy shit. It's kind of crazy. He disappears in this, into this role, too, to the point and where... same I, thing I, in Black Panther. Well, I spent the entire movie being like, where? Yeah. And then as soon as, like, afterwards, like, oh, that was that guy, I was like, oh, my God. Wow. Um, anyway, that's a good movie. Go see it. But this movie... When was the first time you saw Willow? Uh, when I was very young. Uh, it was a movie that I watched probably when I was like nine or ten. My dad liked it a lot. He really loves like fantasy adventure films and That's great. Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. So like I saw the animated Lord of the Rings, uh, the animated Hobbit, like really young. <laughs> and like he this he threw this in almost as like the um like a prerequisite to that. Because he was like, You should watch this because it'll get you in like you'll like these things. And then I can show you the stuff that's a little harder to digest and I, get you I to read the you books and stuff. I need you on my side. Yeah, literally. He was like, let me ease him into this fantasy <laughs> stuff so he likes the shit I like. And then we it can worked. Re- then we can read all 15 Dune books. Never got that far. He loved that shit. I didn't get that far into it. I do like <laughs> fantasy stuff. But yeah, just I, I never... Dune was too much. You know what it was? I, Space I fantasy was what, what kind of made me go like, oh no. Just I, make it a whole nother place. <laughs> I like this space stuff. Uh, I think I saw Willow for the first time either in college or shortly thereafter. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not see it as a kid. I literally, I, you know what? This might have been one of those first movies that I like Netflix, like on mm. DVD. Oh, cool. And I was like, oh, this is a George Lucas movie I've never heard of. Right, and a Ron Howard directed film. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah, crazy too. Like, um, mm. I wonder where they cross paths. You know, probably. Uh, when he was doing um, American Graffiti, you think? I don't know. It said the uh, Wikipedia was saying that basically just George Lucas approached Ron Howard as he was finishing up directing Cocoon. Wow. And like I watched a trailer before you came over and it was like, from the guy who brought you Star Wars and the director of Cocoon. Comes this weird fantasy film. I mean, all told. Starring one of his Ewoks. <laughs> right. Yeah. But all told, it's surprisingly modern. Yeah. So it's like... And it's, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't call it diverse, but I would say like, you know, like they, they, they don't, it's not just white people, which is surprising in yeah. fantasy films. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of A white lot people. of white people, but like Tony Cox is one of, one of the, the, the villagers who goes right. with um, Willow at the top, you know? Yeah, he is... He's in Bad Santa. I know, I can't think of his name. Oh, the character's name? Yeah. I, I don't, I think they might say it once in the film. Right, and I... <laughs> Hold on. Like, they all get one name, and, like, there's a lot of one-off characters that are in the film for a short amount of time. Like, Willow's best friend, I think his name is, like, Nakama, or some shit like that. Migosh. There you go, right? You hear it one time, and you're like, what? Yeah, that's, uh... I mean, this is one of those movies, they make fun of it in some comic I read at one point, but Mm -hmm. it's like, every single thing 
needs a name or a word that is a different thing. Like hundred percent. Like these these are the uh, and it's all in English. They don't try and say like oh these all they all have different uh, no no languages and shit but like that. It's this village of little people, also mm-hmm. known as. No win. And yeah, they have no to take win. it back to the humans, which are the Daikini. Well, I think that that's what they were trying to do. Like, I think what George Lucas wanted to do was like, he was like, I like Tolkien. I want to do The Hobbit. Right. But I can't. They won't give me the rights to it. <laughs> so I'll write another Hobbit. And instead of a ring, it's a baby. I mean. That's what he did. You're not wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you know, like fucking Kilmer's Aragorn. Like, it's all very. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. He does the sword things and tricks. It's, he's basically a funny Aragorn. I, that's what I like about Aragorn that. Aragorn has no sense of no humor. No sense of humor. There's no gags in that. That's why I think when you recast... Uh, well, that's because Lord yeah. of the Rings is written by someone who has seen war. Yes. That, <laughs> major difference. Yes. George Lucas for sure hasn't. No. <laughs> I feel like if George Lucas had been like drafted, he would not have gone. <laughs> what, he'd be living in Canada. Yeah. In Canada. The Canadian Lord of the Rings. Uh, excuse me, would you mind not blowing up uh, our planet? Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll put our Death Star somewhere else. Would you like some Timbits? <laughs> so then, with that in mind, yeah. what do we want to do for the remake? Other than make it a little bit darker to A little start. darker. Like, I think start so. dark and then, and then like skew into the light. I think so. I think would you, you can just build... Uh, for me, I would start off with a, a director who's going to give it like... A look and a feel. My, if I was to choose anyone to be Guillermo del Toro, let's let's we'll get to the like casting and sure. actual names later. Yeah, I want to hear what you want to do with it. Oh yes, um, that's what I want. I honestly like you. I, you want creature features like absolutely. Like, the, like, the, like I want practical. that very like like outrageous designs, like creature monsters, like those dogs. You know, I want them in. I want that costume on a dog again. Yeah, but I wanted to look fucking amazing and have that like vision. That he has in like Pan's Labyrinth and like yeah. there could be so many more creatures like that. That's why I wouldn't want to lose the brownies because I would make them not just people. Oh, okay, that's more interesting to me. Yes, if you make them not people and you they're make not them people, they look different. Mo- or you make them like, um, uh, especially if you're doing the brownies and the pixies, you mm-hmm. do like they do in like H.G. Wells's Time Machine, mm-hmm. where it's like way off in the future and humanity like diverge. Yeah, it's like the weird floopy people and then like the weird monsters, both Love of which it. have names, but I don't remember. Right, and the same. I'm not going to remember it. I don't remember most of the characters' names in this. Yeah, film. yeah. I only remember because they're written down. Right, and I would their do the names thing. Are ridiculous. I would do the same thing. I would make, you know. I would make even the, um, what are they called, Willow's people? Oh, the Nelwyn. The Nelwyn. I'd give them a different look, too. I wouldn't make them look so standard, you know, just just little people. I might, just because it, you could, it's fun to lean on the prejudice. And like Because one of the things that was a little bit uncomfortable was, like, they de- like uh, Matt Mardigan definitely like kept calling uh, Willow a slur that I don't remember. It's a, a peck. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not talking about make them look like fucking, you know... Like like dwarves from Lord of the Rings. I'm talking about give them a kind of a Hobbit feel. I would also do that with the humans in it. I just wouldn't want anyone to just look like humans. Yeah, this is a whole other thing. Okay, you Good. know, I'm all the way. Yeah, all right. You know, and I want like like some of the like like the villains in it. And I want like that army. I want to give them an orc vibe. Like yeah. give them like that one bad general. He has the bone mask instead of it being a fucking mask. That's his fucking face. He just goes full skeletal. He's a fucking weird looking monster that's scary. Because that guy is horrifying. Yeah. I remember when I saw him when I was a kid. Horrified. And then he's just a goofy red bearded guy. Yep. And you're like this is not scary anymore. No. 
It, that's what annoyed me. One of the things that I, like, like one of the minor annoyances, not one of the big annoyances mm. in Lord of the Rings, was this dude named Rattleshirt who literally walks around covered in bones. Yeah. And, like, that's his thing. Like, he literally, like, he wears a giant skull on his head, and they just don't do that in the show. I'm like, that would have been so cool. Yeah. But, like, I, yeah, so, okay. So, one of the things that they don't do in, like, in Lord of the Rings, it's just orcs. It's the yeah. army. But, like... And then, of course, the army gets bigger, and it's Nazgul and elephants and whatever. Right. But, like, I and want... And Uruk-hai or whatever. Step yeah. up orcs. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, super orcs. Yeah. But, like, give me an army that's... that's Some of them are on two legs, some of them are on four legs. Yes. It is... They, she just got all the darkness things and just, like, here's the army. I'm totally cool with those, like... Because, again, like, those, like, dog uh, creatures yeah. are in the top of the film, and you never see them again. Right, which is a shame. Which is a major shame. Let's I, put a lion in a weird outfit. I'm talking about, like, I want those creatures to be sentient. Oh, that's cool. That's, like, they're, they, they, she sends those out and talks to them. Good, I like and it. And maybe they're only through the sorceress. She controls them. A big army of them. Well, let's take it. Let's imagine it's this whole this whole army of things, and you think it's this monster. You think it's this monster, and then all right. of a sudden they like push it aside, and then it just starts growling threats at them, and you were not expecting it to be able Amazing. to do that. Amazing. And so all of a sudden it's wait like because like they set up this trap to get it, and mm-hmm. then it's just like, no, you fools. Right. It's giving you it that. Begin to understand. Giving it all that stuff, it makes it just it uh, expands the world. Yeah. It makes the creatures scarier because when something can think. Like if it's not just a bloodthirsty thing, that's a that's one scary thing. Right. But it being bloodthirsty and crazy, but also having a motivation behind it that's like it can think and outthink you is makes it way more scary. Being bloodthirsty by nature is scary, but then being bloodthirsty by choice is scarier. Damn. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm on board. Cool. Yeah. Ooh. All right. So the ba- the basic course of the movie is: Hey, it's a baby. I don't want it. You mm. should have it. I love it. Uh, and then, and then they go off an adventure. They find uh, they they uh, they make their party bigger. They recruit someone else. Yeah. And then they get a magic wand <clears throat> and a a wizard lady. Yes, it's like a. And then a, they go. And then like they go a, it's almost the like a, you know, lady of the forest who gives him this wand. Um, and that's I love that I, she's trapped as an animal. I think that's amazing. That's not who gives him the wand. No, no. The the, the secondary sorceress who they go find. I love right. that. They find her. They get mm-hmm. they get the wand from her. And she's the, been turned right. And then, like, they're using the wand to save uh, 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 Finn, Ra- Finn Razi, uh, yeah, Finn Raziel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, once that she is saved, they give her the wand. Yes, because it, she and because like, she is the sorceress who can use the wand. Right, right. And so, like, I, I well, I like I like the idea of her being trapped in like this sort of way, and like that. But I kind of wish. So I kind of wish that, like, so this is the way I would reset it. Okay, it's the three. It's the three sorceresses. And they are connected in some way. And the woman in the woods is not just a spirit. She's trapped there. And the wand is trapped with her, but that wand doesn't work for her. Ah. It has to be with the other one. That's the only way you can use it. Right? And it was the way they balance. They they balance each other in this weird way. Because basically they treat, um, uh, what's her face? The, 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 the. Spirity one. Spirity one. They they basically treat her as a god. That's it. Here's a gift. Right, but, but you so you want to bring her back down, bring her back down, put her on the same level, yes. and so uh, uh, also I want her. She's gone. Like that moment in the forest, the brownies bring him to her because she's dying. Yeah, have her die. Obviously. Boom, kill her, and she's gone. Right. One cool scene, she passes the wand on, but it could even be something cool where like her dying makes the wand, so that it, like you know that's what makes it powerful. 
I have a separate pitch. Okay, sure. So we've got these three these three women. Yeah. And all three of them represent a a style of magic. Yeah. But because they've been around for so long, they have absorbed and pulled as much of that magic into themselves as possible. Yeah. And it is only by dying that that magic gets released back into the world. So it's a world where magic hasn't been existing for a while. Really cool. But that, but by killing these women or by them dying, right. all of a sudden it's re-released and magic is all of a sudden possible again. Very cool. And but uh, Queen Bavmorta wants to kill them, so she so not only does she have her third of the magic, she can have theirs, and then she can just have all of the magic and become a god. Right. So what's the but what's the what's the baby? What's Allura's position in that? Allura's uh, position of that is that she is a potential new witch. I like that. She's like, so maybe at one point there were four. Yeah. So she's almost like a reincarnation right. of a fourth, you right. know, woman of the woods. You, know, like you, you do the whole north, south, east, west thing. I like that. And Give it a little Wizard of Oz flair. Well, I mean, this just could just be Wizard of Oz way in the future. Yeah, cool. Because, like, Wizard's out of there. Right. And, I mean, I don't know if you ever read, like, the, 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 the Wicked books. Mm-hmm. They're... Way darker than the musical. Right. And, really? Yeah. Cool. Uh, and, because, like, Elphaba really, like, gets water and dies in the books. Right. Like, because in the musical, she's like, it's water. That was dumb. And But in the books, they're like, no, no. She's gone. Okay. Uh, and, like, there's a whole dragon thing. And the first thing Elphaba tastes is, like, she like she's born with spiked teeth. The first thing she tastes is, like, she bites off someone's finger and tastes their blood. It's dark. dark. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Real dark. Dark is good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. So like, their death has ramifications. So literally, it is just a stick. Yeah. But when she dies, the magic leaves, and all of a sudden, it's not just a stick anymore. I love that. So like, she could be the 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 witch of the forest. Mm-hmm. Uh. So oh, you could literally do it as which of the for- which of the plants, which of the animals, which of the darkness, and the baby is the possible new witch of the light. Love it. Really cool. And that's how I think you can make it all work. I love it. And it's a fun, like, it just sets it all up, and it, it creates that reason why the baby can talk to her mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like, I it, like all that. It also gives you a reason as to why Bab Mort is able to control, like, the dogs or whatever, even if they, right. she makes them send it, is because she took control of, from Finn Raziel yep. uh, and just was, like, is, like, slowly corrupting her and trying to drain her of her animal magic. Very cool. And she, basically, she's possessing animals with her darkness. Right. And that's how she takes over them yeah. and controls them. And yeah. so, like, all they, so they don't necessarily want to kill Queen Bavmorta because, like, they have this existential dilemma of, well, if we release this, all this dark magic is back in the world, and they have, because I really always like the idea of like the, the morally gray of mm-hmm. the dark magic isn't necessarily evil; it's just right. how it's used. Exactly. And just because like these things are scary looking, that doesn't make them bad. Right. And that's why I want them. That's why I want uh, Bavmorta's daughter to be hideous. Okay. Uh, Sorsha. Okay. Like, make her a monster. Like, okay. in, the movie, in the movie, she's gorgeous. Yeah. But, like, why? Right. Because. Yeah, because it's a movie. Right. And I definitely cast someone gorgeous. Yeah, I did but, too. But, like, <laughs> but let's throw some prosthetics on her. Sure, you can give her a creature, like a creature thing going on. I also, you can always have the turn where it's like, you know, that'll help when he falls in love with her and she looks that way. Yeah. Makes it more meaningful, I suppose. It could. Uh, have you read the, the Neil Gaiman uh, Sandman series at all? Uh, no, not really. I know of it. So there's like this character uh, who is a demon and mm-hmm. is like in love with the devil. And literally, she's just half and half. She's, she's basically two-faced. Okay. Half of her is a beautiful woman, and the other half of her is like 
like a weird, like horrific, like gruesome monster. Yeah, yeah. And so it's literally just like split down split the middle. Down the and, middle. You could, and I feel like that would be great. And that'd be a cool way. I mean, you know, because if, if you put Del Toro in touch with that, he'll make it real oh, cool yeah. looking. He's into it. Yeah, I think he would. I think that's a cool way to do it. I like that a lot. And that way you can still have the pretty person. Right. But also you can choose which way they're facing. And it's just like kind of like. It like all just symbolism. sets it all up. And, I, and you could put like, she obviously is horrified by her, by her hideous side. So she's covering it up. Yeah. And that's another way you could do it, too. You could do a gag on it where it's almost like the whole movie, she's got this hidden, mm-hmm. right? But then it's not so bad. Yeah. When you show it, if you want to do that route, I think it's a... Uh, as long as it don't go as far as, uh, like, Ready Player One, where, where she's supposed oh, to have, like, beautiful. a huge... Yeah, where she's supposed to have this huge birthmark, and then it's just, like, a tiny scar, and you're like, no, no I don't even see it. Exactly. No, it has to be major. I think yeah. it's, like, something her mother did, too. Oh. To, like, ooh. make her fucking... To corrupt her with the darkness. Yeah. And because her mom's not a nice person. No. No. And that's why she turns on her mother. Yeah. Right. Good. I like it. Okay. Yeah. What do we want Willow's arc to be? Like, still just, like, the dark kind of, like, becoming, like, eh, life's not so bad even if my family's dead. Like, one of those I kind think of we're, I think we could have it be, like, um, he, basically, you, instead of killing the whole family, just kill a baby and make it, and make it more, and make it more like it was his fault, kind of. So the wife left him because of that, and then he's alienated himself from everyone. And then this is like almost like his second chance. Well, his big arc in Willow as it is now is that beca- he's he's a coward, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like not really though. Not really. Like, he's not a coward. He stands up for himself even off Jump Street. Right. He's but they say he's a coward, and they do this thing. Was like they say you, he's like you, a buffoon. A you coward. knew what the right finger was, or you knew what the right answer was for the question. Why didn't you say I didn't believe in myself or something like that? And I don't. I hate that. I think it's more. I think it, I'd like it more to be like, um, it's like a lack of trust in himself. Right. So, like, it's more like a deep... Sea- something awful happened. Right. And it's his fault. So he's shaken to his core. Right. And so... I have to alienate myself from everyone because I can't do anything right. I'm a, I'm a fucking piece of shit. I'm a monster. Good. I like that. Yeah. So then let's talk about Mad Mardigan, who yeah. wasn't until I looked it up after watching it, wasn't Mad... Mar- wasn't a Mardigan who was mad. Mm-mm. His name is Mad, mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan. It's all one word. Which is insane. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is mad. It is... It is, it's wacky. It's yeah. a really, um, I mean, my, it's not a very well, uh, I don't like, I don't think anyone in the film has great names. No, for <laughs> sure they do not. Yeah. My change to him is I'd add the space. Sure. I okay. want him to be nuts. Right. Cause he's crazy. Yeah. I, I want, like that too. I want him to be outcast from society, not because he's like an yeah. asshole. Right. I want to be an outcast of society because he does. He's, he's got like a mad a mad hatter vibe. Yeah. You know. He's a terrible example, but he's the Mel Gibson character in Lethal Weapon. Yeah. He okay. ha- he has to live on the outside of society that. because he's right. nuts. And he's a drunk and a womanizer and he's just yeah. he's got all the fucking like craziness about him. Let's make him pansexual. Like I if, love it. He'll fuck anyone. He will fuck anyone. I love that. And just like so like he literally <laughs> Because there's that scene where he's sleeping with the the in the in owner's daughter. Mm-hmm. I want the in owner to be upset because he thought that he Mad was Mar- gonna fuck him. No, yeah. he, he did. Right? Oh, I love he it. Was he did he was fuck like, him. I thought we had something special. Amazing. Were you just? I'm sleep- gonna kill you now. Were you just sleeping with me to get to my daughter? Were you just sleeping with me for a free room at the inn? Right. Exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who I want. I love it. Cool. And then we kind of have our idea for, and then. Sorsha's art's not necessarily bad. I like it. I like it. It works. I just want her to have more, um, 
I want her to have more say in the end. Uh, lightning doesn't kill the mom. She kills the mom. Yeah. That's way... Give her the fucking power. Right. She's taking over the darkness. Random lightning that makes no sense. Doesn't, doesn't make... It, it's such a dumb... The ending yeah. is very poor. I think you could still do the magic trick. I, I do like the... The magic trick is a great little, like, callback, and, uh... And I, I just don't like that it tricks her so good. I... I, the only thing I want about it, because I think it's great, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, crap. Uh, it worked. He's a sorcerer. Right. Uh, the one thing I would do is that it doesn't, like, shake her confidence so bad that she basically kills herself. I want it to be like, you just get that crack in the armor. And that that's when the daughter, daughter kills. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, in, and and again, I, I kind of like that, like, mad. Mardigan doesn't get there until it's over. Yeah. I love that. It, it's great. Like, it's honestly, like, for, as... Star Wars is bad with women. This movie's pretty good. And here's the thing: you crank it up a little bit more, and it could be like you could give her a lot of control mm-hmm. of what the narrative, you know, because her turn is good. Um, but there's like, but like the the she sees him stab the two headed dick monster, and then suddenly uh, she's good. Right. I would like it to be a she's little bit more. Go. Right. I just wanted to build a little bit better. And I'd like her to dip further into the darkness first. And I love then come it. I'd love her up. to be as evil. You see her as as evil as you see that fucking general. Let's when have she, her, she's let's have her bad. kill the general as a as like a show of further darkness. Like I'm not no, letting anyone. No, you gotta have you gotta have mad, mad that that little fight has to happen because okay. it's it's awesome. Okay, you know because right, you just need that, but because that's his matchup. Yeah, that's true. You know, her, right. she and her her mom are that matchup. You could have her be ruthless. Have her kill a baby at the top for her mother. Let's have, that's what they're doing. They're let, murdering babies. Right. Let's not have her go that far. Because that's hard to redeem. Right. But what I w- will suggest is why don't when the dogs come back having not found the baby, she, kill she kills the dogs. Because okay. she's like, failure's not tolerated around right. here. That's what my mother taught me. Stab. Well, because that's what happens. She returns and gets scolded by the mother. So what you do is you could... It, I don't want it to be... As dramatic as the, uh, as like a Kylo Ren getting scolded and murdering. But like, she gets scolded by the mother. She turns around and kills. Yeah, she Four or five of her guys. She has no outlet for those emotions, so she has to. Fucking murder. Right, yeah, exactly. That's all she's been taught. That's all she knows, exactly. Cool. Love that. I think that covers all, and then Queen Babmort is great. Just leave her as is. For sure. She's perfect. I think that you just, you know, you, uh, I think besides her her lightning suicide, every other thing she does, I really like. I don't want the pig's transformation. Something else. Yeah. That moment is fine. And then also, they barely show the reversal of that. Okay. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I forgot about the pigs. Here's my idea for the pigs. Yeah. If it's about a, com- a fight between these two different styles of magic, uh-huh. literally, Bav Morda can be slowly taking over part of the army of Finn Razil, and as they get taken over, they turn and start fighting. So Finn Razil comes back, Love and it. she starts taking over the army, and then they turn around and fight. That's a great big fight where they're almost... So it's, it's going back and forth, not necessarily because people are killing each other, but mm-hmm. because the size of the armies keep absorbing in parts of the other. I love it. And, like... Because the- that's another thing. When they show up with that army, there is no other... There's no bad guy army. Right. You never see a bad guy army. So I would like that to be a more of a big epic battle. Yeah. You know, on the scale of like, you know, and Helm's the, Deep sort of shit. Right. But this could be different than anything we've ever seen before because it's not over when one of the armies is dead. Because it's, they keep absorbing yeah. pieces. So it's yeah. over when one of the armies isn't. There is none of that other army When the left. sorcerer is done 
protecting that group. Yeah. Right? And I kind of like this moment where it's like, also, let's give, you could have Willow kind of come into his own as a sorcerer a little bit because he's the one who could, instead of having that stupid, like, hey, we're out here, come out and kill us, and then all the horses come up out of the ground. Right. Make it more of a moment where he does something to break that 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 wall down for a moment with his magic. Well, let's say let's you know? say the entire entire army is almost completely subsumed, mm-hmm. and then Willow is able to save Mad Mardigan. Awesome! Like because Mad Mardigan gets fully turned, he's attacking, and Willow manages is able to save one person. It's Mad That's Mardigan, great. and so Mardigan's then able to get turns him. it. Yeah, he's able to like, all right, you're right. This is messed up. Let's get up. I'm to the so castle. good. Let's get inside. Let's, this let's get castle. to the source. Yeah, of the yeah I love it. Cool. All right. Yeah. Let's get into casting. Let's do it. I feel like we have to start with Willow. I believe so. All right. Uh, wanna, do you want to go first or should I? You go first. So it's a it's a village full, full of little people. So I uh, it was difficult finding someone, especially someone this young. Yes. But there is an actor named Andrew Bainbridge. Okay. Uh, he was in Happyish. Okay. And he he's in P- Pixels. Yeah. He plays the young Peter Dinklage in Pixels. Got it. So he is playing in that movie. Just a complete asshole. Okay. There's this, the, the master of... Yeah, uh, I, again, I've seen... I didn't remember that specific... Uh, uh, the flashback stuff or the yeah. young stuff from him. Well, because you look at him and people are like, oh yeah, it was just Peter Dinklage playing both parts, but it's right. not. It's this kid. But I, 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 again, like... Um, I think just because of because it's the movie and you got to get it remade. I don't think that you could get it without the star power. I would, I would just put Dinklage in the role. Even though he is a year younger... I mean, a year older than Warwick Davis. <laughs> I'd still cast him right now because I just think he would bring... He's just too good. And you want it to... And plus, he's darker. He plays well, that better. That's the thing. I think at this point, it's it's an old enough character. Like, the way we've cast it, it's not a young guy. He's who's, not young. Who's not well, also, it's Willow's a, not... It's a, it's a guy who's seen Willow some shit. looks young, but Willow's got two kids that are, what, 10 apiece? Yeah, so, so Willow's supposed to be like... 35, 40. Yeah, he's at least 30 years old. But he's 18. He's 18. The actor's 18. Right. But I think it's also because most of the actors who they cast as that race, you know, in the film, were young and or they're little people. So it's like they were trying to give them a young aesthetic. I think you pull that out. I I think that's fair. You want want a grizzled old man who's like, I I can't even be bothered anymore. Hermit. Got it. He barely comes out of his fucking, like he's just like. You know, I want him separated from the world. He, and I'm talking bearded Dinklage all the way. None of that clean-shaven <laughs> shit from the first season of Game of Thrones. Right. Full beard. Okay. I mean, you want that full star power. I'm willing to give you Dinklage just based on the way we've done this. Right. Because I think he he can act the shit out of it. It is. That's yeah. true. But I also am like... There's other little people out there who want to be actors. Of course, I don't. I, I, I thought don't about know any of them. I thought about the guy who's playing again. He's playing the new Leprechaun. He's pretty good. The problem is he's too little. Interesting. He's okay. like he's like a almost like a little less than a foot shorter than Warwick Davis. Oh wow! So okay. he's really great as the Leprechaun. Right. He's fantastic, and he puts on like an accent and kills it, which he doesn't have an accent. He's really good. It's like uh, Porco's his last name. P O. Uh, P-O-R-C-O. Uh, he's a really good actor. I like him a lot, especially in that role. Lyndon Porco. That's him. So I like that guy a lot. He's just too little. Got it. Okay. That was originally where I was going to go with it. That would have been good casting, too. I'm not opposed to this idea. I think yeah. he'd be good. Right. Uh, mm. But I think you got to go. 
They want a name. If not, they're not going to put the money into it. I know. At the end of the day, though, we'll we'll do Peter Dinklage, but at the end of the day, it's the ideal remake. We're going to get the money regardless. Right. So then in my opinion, I don't think that... I think that the star power, I think it draws people in. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the I way I do it. He's great. Mm-hmm. So then I did cast the evil landlord dude. Okay. Uh, I ca- In terms of little people, I cast two others. I cast, because I didn't cast, I didn't do that many, but I did the evil landlord dude and I did uh, the wizard guy. Okay. For the evil landlord dude, I cast uh, someone named Mark Povinelli. Okay. Who, he is in Water for Elephants, Mirror, Mirror. He's in Are You There, Chelsea. They're currently filming something called Nightmare Alley. Okay. Is this guy. Okay, yes. So, so you weren't worried about it being someone big. Oh, no, I don't care. T- taller, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just changed it up. I was thinking. I think it's funnier if it's actually shorter. Cause I love that, because then he's like a landowner. It's like yeah. more about the money that he's holding down the Willow character. It's more about that. Right. Than it's like this... Uh, overbearing thing. I had uh, the guy who was in Seinfeld. It's like Mark. Oh, he's a... Uh, oh, fuck. What's his name? Newman's friend. He's... Uh, Mickey Abbott. He's Kramer's friend. Kramer's friend, yes. Oh, no. Daniel Charles Woodburn. I just think that he could play, like, he he could add a little bit of levity to that role and still play him. He's got, like, kind of a gruffer voice. And I kind of like that for that character. Sure. But I like yours. You know, yours seemed like it had more thought put into it. I mean, at the end of the day, the real correct answer is uh, that, the guy we were just talking about, hmm. uh, Lyndon Porco. Oh, that'd be great. I yeah. love that. He'd kill it. Yeah. Because like, he, and he, and his accent in, uh, in, um, that he does for the Leprechaun is great. Also, I like that touch that he's in the movie. He's got that connection to Warwick Davis. Because so for the wizard, uh-huh. Warwick Davis. Oh, that's. Callback. Oh, my God. I, we should do that. Who did yeah. I have? Oh, I made The Wizard a Woman. That's what it was. Oh, cool. Well, I like that, too. I just wanted to find a place for Warwick Davis. I also think it's funny to put him in old man makeup because the character he played when he was 18 is being played by a man a year older than him, which I think is hilarious. I I don't disagree. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> also, it gives him, like, it gives him a good... The audience will go, like, hey! Yeah. It's like a fun moment. I mean, I don't know if you cast uh, Willow's wife, but... Uh, I guess that that could be Casey Child. Sure, I did not cast because I, I felt like they're. I felt like that family is so on the outskirts of the whole film. I was thinking if I was going to, I didn't say I would, they were still married. Oh yeah, yeah, no, but I'm just saying. So like, but so for me, like the Lyndon, uh, the Lyndon Porco guy, I would have put him as the buddy, and I would have made that a bigger character. Ah, okay. Like he's instead of him leaving and going back to the you know their version of the Shire, he just stays the whole film. Oh, okay. He's more part of the band. I mean, you could also make him, because in a movie like this, someone's going to get killed. That's a pretty good death. Yeah. It has a lot of meaning. Yeah. More meaning than, you know, that secondary warrior guy. Who we do not remember at all. I honestly... Blonde guy. Blonde guy. I cast him. When I explain who I cast for that, you'll laugh, because I did it in a very Hollywood way. Got it. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then that's all the... That's all the little people I I recast. We've got our three. So then our next person is Matt Mardigan. Mm-hmm. I'll go first on this because Please. you started. Uh, I went. Uh, I wanted someone who had the, the humor, but also the the fighting chops and the the physique of it. I went Hemsworth. Ah, got it. Mm-hmm. Popular choice. A popular choice. I think he's very funny. I think he could live up to the humor that I, Kilmer brings to that character. I don't disagree. Yeah. I, it's very, went very similar style. Cool. Uh, went humor. Yeah. Uh, Physique. Okay. Appeal. 
fighting ability. So I went with Michael B. Jordan. Love it. I like that casting better. Because, like, especially, like, I just want him to lean into the crazy a little bit more. I love that. Because we've seen him be warriors and everything, but I want yeah. him to be, I want there to be, like, something something slightly off. Like, I love sure it. He, as Killmonger, is one of the best, like, action, like, so villain much. who I also was rooting for. Like, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Great. He's perfect. Good. He's perfect. <laughs> by Hemsworth so anyway I was I cast Hemsworth right so you can make the blonde one the other Hemsworth I was literally doing that yeah. I was like give his brother the part and then he'll do it we've done <laughs> so we did that when we did the uh, uh, Super Mario Brothers movie yeah we made Mario Chris Hemsworth and we made Liam Luigi great and then we made I was even talking about the un the un uh, the unpopular Hemsworth that's who we made Wario Perfect. See, I was going to throw him into that secondary brother part. The one that's from Westworld. Yeah. Just to do it. Nah. Um, nah, no need. So I think the next one we've got is Sorsha. Sorsha. I had Mackenzie Davis. Tell me about Mackenzie Davis. Mackenzie Davis is in the newest Terminator film. She's in Dark Dark Fate. She's the, the, uh, the Kyle Reese character from that. She's in a really great episode of... Uh, Black Mirror. She's um, in Halt and Catch Fire. Halt and Catch Fire. She was the one of the leads in that for a long time. She's in Blade Runner 2049. She certainly which is. Which is what I would know her from. Mm-hmm. She's great in Blade Runner 2049. She's fantastic. I think she's a really good actress. I just saw a film she was in called The Turning, which is based on The Turning of the Screw, which was not good. <laughs> she's great in it. All the acting's really good. The movie itself is just a lot of like... That's always too bad. It's really a bummer because like she just did a good job, but the plot... And just like what they did, the marketing. They instead of marketing it as what it is, it was like a thriller. Yeah. They marketed it like a horror movie. Uh, so if you, you go into it and you're like, Ugh, it's like because it's just so boring. It was just like not enough was happening. Yeah. It, you know? that, that drives me nuts when a movie is sold as something that it's not. Yeah. Because that's just going to make people angry and not encourage anyone else to see a movie. And no matter what, the best, the best advertising for anything is word of mouth. Yeah. So um, um, a bummer, but what you are you know. Gonna do? Uh, my casting is an actress named uh, Eliza Coop, who was in Scrubs, like, towards the end of it. She's in Happy Endings. Oh, she's yes, in, I know. She's in Future Man. Yeah. So I cast her for all those reasons. She also happens to be gorgeous, and she, yeah. because of Future she's Man. She's rough and tumble, badass, yeah. too. I mean, they they both play similar types. They're both, <laughs> both attractive blondes who can fight. True. The other one, so, like, I was also at one point thinking Zoe Kravitz. Right. like her a lot. Um, but I definitely wouldn't want to... Go Zoe Kravitz. If we go Michael B. Jordan, I'd rather have it be an interracial I um, couple, which I because I like that. It always drives me nuts. It's like uh, well, I'm the black the, character. The lead's gotta have look. yeah, exactly. There's this other black character. I'm in love yes, with they're this. gonna get together. Right. Yeah, yeah, which really annoyed me in the latest Star Wars movie. But that's a whole separate conversation. Cheapers. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. I did not like it. it the first like. It, I didn't like Last Jedi either, though. Uh, well, ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So you just didn't like both of them. I Smart. particularly did not like uh, any of the the newest ones. Eh, happens. Yeah, I think I I had that conversation with my last podcast guest, mm-hmm. and I recorded it, and I'm like, do I put that out? No, no. I don't need the heat from it. I, I, I'm I don't too I'm too close to Disney, so leave it alone. It's fine. <laughs> it's a coin flip. They're both great. Tell you what, they're both great. Mm-hmm. We'll come back at the end, and whoever got the most goes to the other one. Done. Great. The only two other characters I have cast are Finn Raziel and Queen Bavmorda. Did you have more than that? I do. Okay, cool. Let's do those two, and then because that basically means you just get the rest. Okay, great. Which means in that case, I'm just going to take Eliza Coop. Done. <laughs> Done. Uh, so let's talk about Finn Raziel. Which is the uh, the old the sorceress, the old woman sorceress. Yes. Okay. So for this one, 
because she spends so much time yeah. doing voiceover, mm-hmm. I cast a voiceover actress okay. uh, who I've known for a really long time. And, and mm-hmm. she is an older woman now at this point. Yeah. But she's also played an older woman for a really long time. Yeah. One might, might say that she has played mom. Got it. Uh, because I went with Tress McNeil. I don't know who that is. She's mom in Futurama. Okay, cool. Very cool. And she's great. Like, she's just one of those, like, classic... It's a very people. funny... Yeah. And, like, she's got the right voice. And the, as the sorcerer, I went a very different way. I, I brought the age down. Uh, I cast Regina King. Okay. Way different. Yeah. Um, from uh, Watchmen. Right. Because um, I wanted her to be, like, kind of a badass when she returned. Like, I like the sorcerer stuff. I also right. did the same with... Um, the evil sorcerers as well. Okay. I brought them both down in age. I I kind of left them where they were because yeah. how often do we actually get old people who are supposed to for be sure. old people? Yeah. And that's why I would kind of fight for that just sure. because it's like, it's one of the things that I thought was cool. Like, she doesn't magically turn into a young, beautiful woman. It's... Well, I didn't a, want her, it, it, no, it was that's just, an old person. Right, I just wanted her to have like more of a, a warrior sorceress sort of uh, vibe and that's what I kind of cast that, her... I did that with the queen. Cool. Let's move on from that though, and then what? So what do you what do you have for the queen? Sigourney Weaver. Very cool. I have a similar. I have Julianne Moore. Also good. Very. Both of them awesome. Both of them fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. I specifically went with the warrior thing for Sigourney Weaver just because oh. Sigourney Weaver does dark real well. A hundred percent. And like, she's seen some shit. Yeah. And like, either like she's seen some shit and she like fought through it or she's seen some shit and then stayed there she's fucking ripley man yeah. she's got that she's got that edge yeah and um, so that's why i was like yeah let's like let's have could, her let's have her cut someone she could play a real bit and i think julianne Moore, same thing she's same just, thing she's just you know academy award win- like yeah. she's just kill anything you put her in absolutely like yeah. she's like but i, I also want to so that like in my mind like if you have sigourney weaver or julianne Moore, i think it's tougher to have the that uh, that the voice actress and I think Regina King makes it more of a, a fair fight. You're not wrong. That's a yeah. good argument. It I just thought... feels like it just makes it feel more that way. I say we give Sigourney Weaver, and then also and then go Regina King as well. Okay, that's fair. I'll yeah. go with that. Uh, and then who was the next uh, person you had? Uh, the badass general. Oh uh, right, uh, general whose name escapes me. No idea. Uh, I went uh, Mike Coulter, who is um, Luke Cage. Great. Mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah. I th- I thought he was great in Luke Cage. I didn't care for Luke Cage, but I thought he was great in it. He And again, he doesn't do bad guy a lot. He's a bad guy in this new cop. Oh, God, it's about a body cam. Uh, it's got the lead actress from uh, 28 Days Later. Ugh, I know, I know what you're me. talking about. But I anyway, saw, he plays a bad the, guy in that. Yeah. Uh, and I just saw him in the trailer doing it. And that in my head, I was like, oh, he can do that like hulking enforcer bad guy and I thought that's what this character would be like also in my, in, my, in my world he's got a mask on the whole time because that's the problem he has a little bit too good of a good guy face yeah I'm perfectly happy if we never see his face I think I think he can play he's so big yeah. and brooding he could be like I just know he could take that physicality to that and next point and I would point. love Mike Coltier to be in something good I'd love it. Yes, yes. Do you remember when that this this must this was last year or the year before where he was in that movie of like my child fell through the ice. Yes, and I have to pray for him to get yeah. better. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, buddy. One of those uh, extremely Christian films that they kind of like were like, all right, well, this we need a, to. Uh, we need their money, right? God's gonna make this movie. Yeah, with all his money. Yep. <laughs> Again, this is because her part was so small. I cast the Spirit Woods 
woman uh, sorceress. Uh, I went Gabrielle Union for selfish reasons. Uh, Dwayne Wade. I want to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> I also really like her too. She's great. She's great. I did. Uh, do you watch Hot Ones at all? Uh. Uh-uh. So it's this YouTube show where they he progressively. It's a. It's a. It's a it's oh, a the wings. Show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they progressively spice your wings. She's on it, and she's. Like really good, and it's just a super yeah. fun interview. I'm like, you're great. Like, I mean, you I've always things. I've always liked her in so many things. I felt yeah. like she could kill that, and and then I also liked that her and Regina King. It's almost like they were like it's like it pairs them a little more, even though it's just I, 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 I see where you're going at, but, but no. I don't. But I, I yeah. it, it makes me go like I don't know what I would want to do with that. But I also like casting her down you, younger as well. Too, and I don't so. think it needs to be commented on or do anything with. I just like right. it. Yeah, I think it works. Yeah. And then, yeah, then I just had Keegan-Michael Key and Nick Frost playing the two comic relief characters. But our film... I also like the idea that they're both known as being members of comic pairs and then they're not in that... I didn't want to... Exactly. I wanted to break them from their pairs. Because I also felt like when you put them in uh, in makeup as these, like, uh, different creatures, I think they could really step it up in a fun way. I, at first I had Jordan Peele and Nick Frost... So almost the two side, the two right. characters who were because like I feel like Keegan Michael Key has gone on to do more acting, do a, Garf- a Garfunkel and Oates kind of situation. Yeah, where it's like the two. Yeah, but at the same time, I felt like Jordan Peele doesn't do any acting anymore, really. No. So I went Keegan Michael Key because at least he still works. Yeah, I mean he's doing things now and again, like he's doing like the story for like stuff where it's like easy money, and he's just in. He does it, and he's gone. And then he can go back to producing and uh, directing. Yeah. Because I think that's what he wants to do. And great, good for him. Exactly. And I think he's like, yeah, but I think he's also like, let me get more things made. I have this power, let me use it, which I fully support. Right. Uh, Cool, who else? Uh, That's it. Great, then let's talk about writer and director. Mm. Let's talk about director first, because you already kind of said that you want... uh, Guillermo del Toro. Toro. My... That's probably going to win. So my director is a guy named Bill Condon. Okay. Bill Condon did uh, Beauty and the Beast. He... Wrote The Greatest Showman, Showman, he wrote Queer City, he did Dreamgirls, and it's these big, showy things. So he, he did, did the, the live-action Beauty and the Beast? I believe so. I'm going to verify that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and that was directed by him. He wrote To be the fair, Showman. that one, um, it's out of the ones they've done remakes for, it's not... The worst one's The Lion King. That's the worst live-action remake one. I did not like Aladdin. Aladdin I liked better than both Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. The best Lion one King I liked better was, or worse than Dumbo. Dumbo's on the it's the lowest one. Okay, lowest lowest on the totem. It's like Lion King and Dumbo were like really fighting yeah. for last. My favorite of all of them was Jungle Book. Yeah, the Jungle I own Jungle Book because I thought mm. it was like it's its own movie. It started well, it it also started all that shit, and then it was like oh, it, it did? just didn't pick up. It was the I, first one. I thought Snow White was the first one. Oh, you're right, you're right. But it was the most successful. And then, and then they did Cinderella. After that, too? Yeah. Oh, God. So I like thought Snow Jungle White, Book was like the Cinderella, one. Cinderella, Jungle Book. Yikes. And then oh, like, Jungle Book's the only one. Yeah, well, it's the only one that has its own story. And Although, it's the only one that's good. I, I'm still holding out hope for the new Mulan that's coming out this summer. That looks great. The it trailer does. made it look amazing. Yeah. I also think they're going to... They're going to change so much in it they that are. it's going to be good. I was expecting it to be a little bit more realistic, but now it's like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but meets well, Mulan. I'm okay but with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Just we'll don't overdo it. So let me make my final pitch, pitch for uh, Bill Condon. He also directed Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn, both part one and two, Guillermo del Toro, you said. <laughs> 100%. Great. I agree with that, especially uh-huh. the way we've done it. 
So then let's talk about writer. Who did you have for the writer? I did not have a writer. Oh. I assume that Del Toro would have done both. But yes, who do you have? So my writer is uh, one of the writers on like the upcoming Buffy thing. Let me pull up Oh, okay. I like that a lot. So she also wrote on Alias. She wrote on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Lost. This uh, writer is named Monica Owusabreen. Okay. I'm definitely pronouncing that wrong. Uh-huh. Um, Has she, she done any fantasy stuff at all besides... She's done sci-fi stuff. That's... She, like, I think that there's a place... Like, like Buffy and yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Lost. Right, right, right. But, like, not like... Uh, she did the, she she's did that, done genre stuff. Yeah, she did that Revolution show that was out for a while. Oh, no, that's... I, I think that's a great place for uh, it. She's currently in development on something called Zenbato, but I don't know what that is. No idea. I don't know. She's done a bunch of, like... You know what? TV stuff. Female writer. Charmed. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> she was a writer on uh, the TV show, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show. That's huge. I mean, yeah. that. I mean, especially if she wrote, uh, you know, there's a few episodes that really stand out of that series. But I think it's just, she's got genre. She yeah. can, she's. I think she can handle it. I think she'll be fun. Yeah. Why not? She'll write Done. it and then uh, Guillermo del Toro will make them live. Yes. And here's the thing. Like, I feel like when, when you're writing something, a script... And you know that like an auteur like him is gonna get his hands on it. You know how to write and into that, and you get to like be like, "All right, let's see if you can make this." Yeah, and that's my favorite. Just like right, because I think there's a lot of really great creatures. Like the when he accidentally makes that monster out of the troll, right? And I think that those trolls could play such a bigger role. And I also like, I kind of want the trolls to be like part of the army or like it, it's fun that they were like feral creatures. Yeah, you know. But, like, I almost, like, when, if the sorcerer is, like, there, she could control those creatures. I just love it if it's just, like, she's just slowly corrupting more things, like, taking more and more yes. animals and creatures. But I also... Especially because then it gets darker, because they can have this moment where they kill them, and then after they finally win, they all change back, and the people are like, oh, no, we killed real... Like, we killed... Yeah. And that can get even more dark. Right. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cool. All right, so let me take you through the cast that we've Let's got. Go. Even though they're re- they're uh, doing the Willow sequel, Willow remade. Yeah. Uh, Willow Oofgood, that's his name. Oofgood, oof, oof, good, good. Peter Dinklage, Burgle Cut, the evil landlord dude, <laughs> is Lyndon Porco, uh-huh. wizard dude, <laughs> is Warwick Davis. Yeah. Uh, Mad Mardigan is Michael B. Jordan. Sorsha is Eliza Coop. Finn Raziel is Regina King, and Queen Bavmorda, Sigourney Weaver. Then we've got General Kale as Mike Coltier. The Spirit Woman of, is Gabrielle Union. And then the Brownies are Keegan-Michael Key and Nick Frost. All of this will be written by Monica Ousa-Breen and directed by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. That's our Willow movie. I mean, that's pretty great. You gonna go see it? I would absolutely go see that movie. Love I feel it. like... There's no way I would not go see that movie. <laughs> yeah, I um, mean, I feel like we'd have to. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm amped whenever Del Toro makes anything, and uh, I love all the characters. You know, like I just, I really love Peter Dinklage. I love Michael B. Jordan. Like the minute that trailer goes, and like you get to see him, you see, you see Dinklage is this new kind of dark Willow. The minute they pan up to that cage. In that moment for uh, Mardigan, and he and it's Michael B. Jordan in there. You're yeah. like, holy shit, this movie's going to be crazy. Yeah, like, like give me a drink of water. Ah, you're like, whoa, fuck. <laughs> High fantasy movies are always such a coin flip, but when when you call it right, oh my god, it's so they good. give me great. And even the ones that are bad are just 
fun. I just I'm entertained like, by them. They're just going nuts and like the, remember that Hansel and Gretel movie that came out a while ago with like uh, 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 Jeremy it's, yeah Jeremy Renner like, and Renner. Um, it's not the woman who played uh, who was in uh, Peggy Carter. No, it's a different actress who's British as well. Yeah, uh. and but it's a bad movie. But it's ridiculous. But there's fun. some that like you don't expect to be good, and they're pretty good, like Stardust. Yeah, Stardust is great. It's a great movie. I went into it with a very low expectation because I'm like, what the fuck is this? But then also like you know, then they take a good book series like the Aragorn or what the E R whatever it is, the Dragon one, and they make it so bad they can't make more of them. Yeah. So it's like it's interesting in that way. I'm going to find the name of this woman. Yes. Uh, her name is it Gemma uh, Gemma. Archerton. Okay, and that's... Also in Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Oof. Another classic. She has... (laughs) uh, She's unfortunately been in some bad movies. Yeah. I feel bad. She was... She's fun. I like her. Yeah. I'll have to recast her in something. And that's... It's tough, you know? Because I think when you're in uh, a string of bad movies they spent money on... Yeah. It's kind of hard to bounce back, especially when you're like... You know, a secondary character in it. Right. And, and in both, she's like the love interest in Prince of Persia. She's, you know, the sidekick in Hansel and Gretel. It's like, oh boy. She's Gretel. I know. Oh. I mean, Renner's the lead, though. Yeah, he's, he's the biggest name. Uh, he's the, the lead in that movie, too. Is he? I don't I, I'm sure you're right. I don't remember. He is. I just remember them both being, like, on the poster. They both have it. Yeah. yeah, she's on the poster, but she's also, it's more like in the buddy cop movie, like, She's the Got second it, yeah. tier. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. They're um, like monster hunters. It's like when uh, they made Van Helsing and like, uh, uh, is it Kate Beckinsale is the yeah. sidekick in that? Uh, yeah, Kate Beckinsale. She likes killing things. She does. And that's yeah. what they, they were like, get her in there. It's perfect. Right. And then that movie. And then went, that movie was real bad. Whoa. All right, cool. Uh, so let's talk about plugs. Plug yeah. your like uh, social media stuff and anything else you want to have people do and or watch. You can check me out on uh, Just Roll With It on Disney Channel. Um, season 2 of that starts in March, I think. It's on the Disney Channel. We're on Fridays. Can um, people see the first season on Disney Plus? They cannot. It will be on in March. Oh, uh, great. But we're part of the uh, the Yadurf block on Fridays. Which is just Friday backwards because that's oh Disney Channel. Uh, <laughs> people have, love it. I actually really like that. Yeah, people love it. Um, yeah, so we're on at like eight thirty, I think, on Fridays, and then um, my social media is JC Comedian. Uh, that's Instagram at JC Comedian. My Twitter is at JC Standup. I know that's confusing. I never look at my Twitter. JC Comedian Instagram. That's the place to go. Other than that. Uh, you gotta just check that Instagram. That's where the, the shows will be. Because I just don't know when you know this will come out, and I'm like, I'm not gonna plug a show that's tomorrow or something. You know, uh, in a couple weeks. Okay, cool. So um, I think I'm gonna be in DC in uh, in May, and I'm gonna be in um, Vegas in May. And uh, just go to the Instagram. That's where tour, tour dates will be. Cool. Yeah, love it. Um, if you're interested in following me, I'm at Sam Gash S A M G A S C H on Twitter. Or you can follow the podcast. It is at Ideal Remake on both Twitter and Instagram. Again, mostly Instagram. (laughs) Or join us on Facebook at Ideal Remake or Ideal Remake Podcast. Or if you've got a sec, hey, you know what would be really cool? Why not uh, leave us a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts or write us a review? Turns out that really helps. And you like helping people, right? Right? I mean, you're listening to this, so you know we were fun. Yeah. We, you heard all this stuff before. We, we are fun. Yeah, so uh, help fun people out. 
<laughs> so then, JC, I'll, I will end with this. What is your favorite quote from the movie Willow? Pigs! You're all pigs! That's my favorite quote from Willow. Good. <laughs>